Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Lewis Poliski, your host with the Krusty Cast, back again for another one. Today, I'm joined again by Ben Barris. Ben, How's it going? Ben's back for his second time. I guess he enjoyed the podcast the first time. Yeah. Ben, what you been up to recently? Uh, not a whole lot. Just fishing. Trying to uh, survive Corona. Survive um, Corona. We aren't we all? Yeah, I just bought a boat. So you just bought a boat, eh? Big news in the world of Ben. There, I'm acting surprised, but obviously I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, why don't you talk about your boat a little bit? What'd you get? Uh, I got a little 18 foot uh, aluminum. A little 18 foot. Yeah, it's a yeah. <laughs> a 18 foot aluminum. It's a Fisher. It's old. It's a 1990 Kingfisher. No, just uh, I mean, just a fisher. I'm the kingfisher. You are most the fisher. <laughs> You're the king on the fisher. <laughs> no, but it's uh it's just a, it's an old. It's a 1990. It's got a 90 horse. Um, is it Marlin? Mariner? Mariner? Yeah, same thing as Mercury. Kenny's got, right? Yeah, same yeah. thing as Kenny's got. A little bit smaller. He's got a 150. Yeah, but uh, you know, it was stored most of its life. Um, I want to say it was ran. Less than ten years. How many hours? Do you know how many hours it's got on it? I have no idea. It doesn't have an hour. I didn't time. ask the guy. I twisted the key. It fired up. Oh, that's a good didn't sign putter. right there. That's a good sign right there. I took it to the lake and ripped it. I mean, it got me on pad immediately, and or planed out immediately. Got sat it on pad and it cruised probably just shy of fifty. Speedometer don't work, but just just for the feel, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna just guess for the feel, that. You know, it's about fifty. Yeah, probably just shy of fifty. Probably like in the high forties, but. It's a good little bass boat. I just put a new trolling motor on it. Um, what did you put on it? <laughs> nothing special. It's a little 12-volt Minkota. What's, uh, what's the rest? I just, oh, shoot. I, I, something I had laying in the garage. No, shoot, I don't so know. it wasn't new. It was uh, yeah. re- New to the boat. Yeah. <laughs> new to the boat. But I'm waiting now. I'm going to try and get a Fortrex on there. Something 24-volt. I, I just bought the batteries today for it. Dude, batteries so, are expensive. You know, yeah, I dropped like... Almost two hundred bucks on them on two batteries, which yeah. wasn't bad. Like my those buddy, are pretty cheap yeah. batteries. My buddy just got um me. He takes me out walleye fishing on Erie all the time. He has a, I think it's like an eighteen, sixteen or eighteen foot Starcraft or oh, Mastercraft. Yeah. I forget. I think it's nice. Starcraft. Yeah, either way. Oh, dude, it's a Probably great Starcraft fishing. Great boat. boat for Lake Erie. He's yeah. got a thirty-five yep. Merc on it. Hell yeah, thirty-five or forty-five. One of the two. That thing. I mean, dude, it's a trolling machine. I bet. We troll for That's walleye a, all the time. Smaller motor like that will troll perfectly. But um, I think either me or some one of his other friends got him into a little bit of bass fishing. So we went, the last time we went out, nice. we, got our, we got our 12 of twelve walleye in about 45 minutes. Dude, love Dude, Lake he Erie. is a god fishing on that lake. Well, he worked on charter boats his whole life, basically. Seriously? Dude, so he he knows the lake. What's his so name? So good. Um, Hunter. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so I don't want to butcher it if he's listening. Hunter? Yeah. Hell yeah, Hunter. <laughs> um, But, uh... It, then we know we want so we got our limit of twelve walleye the one day most recent time we would have been out, kind of fished around Putin Bay if you know where that's at Kelly's Island, and uh, for a smallmouth after we got our limit sadly we only got one smallmouth and it was a little maybe ten inch you know not even oh, a wow. pound guy little baby yeah but we were um we were flipping just throwing tubes up on a little uh you know I'm not gonna name where it's at but we're flipping tubes into some shallower water started catching walleye on them. Really? Yeah. Like, we were trolling about 25 foot. They're sitting about 22. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we go up shallow, flipping tubes for smallmouth. We're catching walleye again. You know, I that doesn't surprise me out on Lake Erie. Um, buddy of mine, he's caught on bass fishing up shallow, you know, like that four-foot range on Ned Riggs. Well, uh, I mean, at night, they come right up to the coast. Yeah, yeah, especially in the fall. You know, it's not uncommon to catch them. I mean, I've, I catch them shore fishing on the fall. On Lake Erie. Like all the time. That's I mean it's, they feed at night, yeah. they come up way. That's when they're chewing. People that's when go the big ones are chewing, chewing too. Um oh yeah. When we, the first time we went out together, uh he got me on a twenty seven inch walleye. That's a big one. It was uh it was eight seven, eight point seven pounds. Yeah. And twenty seven inches. And then he got on a, a a bigger one, little about probably we're guessing thirty inches. No shit. Um I don't know how to net the fish. Oh, so I tried to guy. net him. I tried to <laughs> net him. Well, I told him like I didn't know what I'm doing that well, but I was gonna oh, give it going. No. He was reeling a big fish in, so I was trying to help him out get the net. Yeah. Well, I tried to I tried to net him like you would like a bass or a trout, and that big 30 inch fish did not fit in his net. So what what he was hoping I would do is he would drag it forward. I put the net behind him. He'd just let it flow back yeah. in the net. I tried to scoop him. 
Oh, didn't work. Yeah, he was Come uh, He was angry, and I don't blame him. And he still gives me crap to this day about it. Yeah, you know, if one of my friends bumped off a thirty incher, I'd they'd be hearing it till he died. They'd be swimming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'd yeah. So back to your boat. What are you going to do with your boat? I mean, I know you're going to fish off your boat. Let's, well, know, ideally, the obvious. you know, I'm going to take it back up to Minnesota here within the next month or two. Um, I've got, it's got a, a rail on the back so I can set it up with downriggers for trolling. Um, but I basically just want to learn Lake of the Woods. So eventually I can start, you know, guiding bass trips out there. You know, that's what you want to do, guide bass? Well, yeah, I'm going to start with guiding walleyes up there in a that's I'm gonna be working for a resort. Well, what's the market for um, marketing major guy over here? What's the uh, market for bass guides? Is it high up there? Or yeah, no? up there. I don't think it's as high, but like with our packages that they do, you know, I'd venture out to say people would be interested in doing a four day walleye trip with a one day bass mixed Ooh. in. Okay, yeah, no, that's actually you know, something like that. Yeah, that's a great idea, actually. Because would... that's that's how they do it. They've got the cabins up there. They, you know, it's you know three day, two day, four oh, day. So trips. you're guiding. Yeah, you're guiding an extended stay kind yep. of deal. Yeah. Gotcha. So you're with them for like about a couple of days or yep. so. Same clients the whole time. So I, you know, I feel like. Down the road, I'd like to pitch that to the lodge I'd be working for. But no, that's a great idea. I never thought about someone doing boat, that. Yeah. Just so I could learn the lake. Gotcha. Makes sense, though. Yeah. You yeah. gonna do any of those uh, like Wednesday night, Thursday night tournaments? You know, I'm supposed to be doing one tomorrow. Are you really? Yeah. Where at? Devils. How you feeling about it? I. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he gets real puckered up. Uh. <laughs> I, I'll put it this way. I haven't bass fished. I've just been so busy with everything going on in life. I haven't bass fished in the daylight in probably two months, not counting Mississippi River trip for the high school kids. But Did you uh, coach them or something? Yeah, well, I was a boat captain for high school nationals over there <laughs> at Mississippi River in La Crosse. Uh, if, if Ben, if you were my boat captain, <laughs> I would just I'd quit right there. No, I'm uh, kidding. No, uh, ben, you know what you're doing. No, the kids, they... It was good. I actually did it with the, the kid I'm fishing a Thursday nighter with. I, I've been fishing with him for a few years now, Owen. You want to give him a shout out real Owen quick? Owen Williams. Yeah, his Instagram's like Bass Catcher 1234. Bass Catcher 1234. Hey, you uh, keep talking. I'm going to look him up. I'll give him a shout out. The kid's a G. Out. I mean, he'll, see, he'll outskip most full grown adult bass fishermen. Uh, he'll outfish most people. He. He takes me off in the back of the boat sometimes, and he starts kicking my butt. You put him but, in the back of the boat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Heck, yeah, I have to to survive, man. I mean, it's, it's your tough. boat, so I don't disagree. Oh, no, it's his boat. Oh, it's his You go on his boat, and you put him in the back oh, of the boat. the kid's got, he's 14, he's got a little bass boat. He's a little bass catching G. I mean, he's pretty much got it made. His dad's got a big old walleye boat for... Uh, Owen Jansnewski? No, no, he's Owen a good... Owen Williams, he's a good, Owen Williams, bass catcher, one, two, yep, three, zero. Owen yep. Williams, bass catcher. One two three zero. Oh. Go look him up on Instagram, guys. That's the that's the that's my little tournament partner. Thursday night league. I fish with him more than anybody else nowadays. Fourteen years old. He's a little prodigy. I call him Young Grasshopper. Is he going uh, going to Adrian then? Uh you know he's fourteen. <laughs> he's gonna be a freshman. So you know who knows? He could do whatever he wants and probably find success. He's got in a it, good passion you know? for it though. Oh yeah, he's a hell of a stick too. I mean. The kid, I'll put it this way, at Mississippi River, never throwing a buzz bait in his life. The night before uh, day three of the tournament, I was like, oh, and they're going to be chewing a buzz bait in our area, like, given the weather, given the water. Have you ever, like, do you got any buzz baits? He's like, no, I, I mean, I don't really fish buzz baits. Went to the store, bought him a white Cavatron, filled our limit the next morning within 15 minutes. <laughs> Dang. He, he, that's just Dang. how, you know, he, he's just a natural, like... That's just, just how it is. Pick it. You give him the tools, and he'll figure out how to use them. Yeah, he'll figure it out quick. Dude, too. I'll say to this day, I hate buzz baits. People love throwing. I hate buzz baits. <sighs> I don't know what it is. I can't stand buzz baits. I don't know. There's... It's not the fact that I I've tried to use them. I've gotten confidence in them. I hate putting one on. I just hate. Yeah, it. I like it. Just like the one thing with the buzz bait though is I can lose my confidence. As and, fast as you can gain And, it. like, the buzz bait itself, like, the particular buzz bait in my box, like, say I'll have 10 buzz baits, one buzz bait, I will be, I'll just love throwing it, and then, like, so, like I'll catch a pike on it, and it'll just tweak it, and I'll never get it tweaked back right, I'll throw that piece of shit away, like, it's done, it's done, I have to get a new buzz bait, I have to tune it just right, and then it'll ha- I'll have confidence in that particular bait for, you know, the next three months, and then something will happen to it, and then I'll just lose confidence in that 
What's your particular favorite brand bait? of buzzbaits? <laughs> you act so stunned by these questions I like, like you uh, haven't fished in ages. I don't know. I like, <laughs> you know, there's one good brand I like, Cavatron. They're a pretty solid buzzbait. Um, Boogerman's another good one that's that a, I that's like. That's a name. That's a name right there. Yeah. Uh, I think they're on Tackle Warehouse. I don't really know. I got, I picked some up down south, and buddy from buddy from uh, southern Mississippi hooked me up with some a little bit ago. But they uh, th- those are just good little squeakers there. I mean, compact, you know, quarter ounce, three-eighths ounce. It don't matter as long as it squeaks. So are you going to transition from Owen's boat to your boat or – uh probably not just because the time frame of the move to minnesota ah uh, gotcha when you, you know so when I mean? are you moving back uh asap you know asap he asap says. is possible is asap is possible <laughs> but uh you know probably realistically within the next month or two really that soon yeah probably it's what i'm thinking so you gotta get um, that money from these you know weekly night tournaments yeah take yeah, those gotta, old guys money yeah more or less just bragging rights, but <laughs> the extra two hundred bucks that helps. You doing the same uh, kind of series as Van Brandt? Um, yeah, he'll doing? be there. He'll be there tomorrow. I tried him and uh, Jared were going to be fishing together, and I was talking to him on the phone the other day. I'm gonna call him out right now. He got scared. He heard I was fishing. He got scared. Tyler or Jared? Both of them did. I they told both, him. You both I said are you guys are going scared? in around with us. They're like, oh yeah. Like you're going in there, and they're like, oh man. They got scared. I tried to get them to do a hundred dollar side, like a side no. pot. You guys just got called first call <laughs> out on the Krusty Cast. Yeah, Tyler Van Brandt, That's a big Jared, call Jared Jared Layton, on, right? on Tyler's uh, so called home lake. His home <laughs> lake. He does fish that a lot. Uh, Tyler, nah. it's um, it's Jared Layton, right? Mm-hmm. Jared Layton, Tyler Van Brandt. You guys got to respond like ASAP. We got to we got to see how this tournament. Yeah, gonna they're go. gonna respond. Well, Jared can't fish. You know, I think he just. I think he just got too scared and was like, oh, man, I, there's no way. I'm going to be donating to Ben. I'm going up north. So now he's going up north fishing. Oh, so Tyler's still fishing. He's fishing with the kid as well. But, I mean, he just got scared, and it is what it is. I'm going to end up taking her money anyways. Hey, well, that's good to hear for you. Bad to hear for them. Yep. Um, so going back off these you know, weekly night tournaments to your boat, um, congrats on the boat, by the way. Thank you. Some people don't even you know, think that's, to say that, but a boat's yeah, kind of a big deal. Dude, it, it was... I mean, huge, like the decision-making process, like the searching, just like, dude, I've been so, spending that amount of money sucks. I'm trying to get right like, uh, like Kenny just got an old Ranger. He got it for, I think 2k. Oh, dude. But, so the, he, the reason he got it for that cheap is the engine didn't run, at least what he told me, but the hull, I mean, the hull's the, you know, the main thing that I want out of a Skeeter. But he got the engine wasn't running, so two K got the engine running like two or three days. So you want a skeeter? I want a skeeter. I like skeeters. Why do you like skeeters? I just like the way they look. I like the way they're set up. I've never ridden in one. I don't know how they ride. Never, but I never ridden a ranger. Never ridden anything else. But I just like the way the skeeters are set up. Ride in some boats before you make a decision. I plan on it before before I put money down. I plan on riding a few. The only two people I know that have sank boats have both been in skeeters. They're just bad pilots. (laughs) <laughs> it could be it could be i won't knock that skeeters are good boats but i don't know the whole sinking factor kind of scares me how'd they sink it do you know rough water just Saint rough Claire. water yeah so you would you go for a range i know adrian's got all rangers don't they uh i would love to be able to go for a ranger but you know my budget says elsewhere you know i'm with you it's like yeah i can get a deal on this or i can get a deal on that it's like i'm i'm either thinking of getting like a used boat my budget for that's about 7 8k just i mean it's a used that's, boat you can find something yeah, good for that I'm amount saying. that's what i'm saying and you know i actually saw a skeeter um for sale on ss90 the one that Owen runs it's a little like 16 oh, and a half footer he's got a skeeter too yeah hey what's this kid's oh, yeah. name i want to let me message this kid yeah. <laughs> Owen, dude look him up <laughs> But uh, no, dude, it's a clean little boat. I think it was like 6K. You got a 16-footer, 18-footer? Owen? Yeah. His is like 16.5, SS90. Gotcha. That's, Kenny just got like a 16.5 to Ranger. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he he. Uh, so he got us from the 80s. So it was like the blue carpet, the blue oh, boat. Yeah. The blue on the boat, the hull, it looks nice. But the blue carpet mixed with the blue boat wasn't it but he changed the carpet to be a gray carpet now oh it looks so sharp a little more toned down. Looks, no dude it looks sharp it looks That's sexy good. he oh, did yeah. he did very he did very good on that 
So, I mean, going back from these, you know, these weekly nighter tournaments after your old and washed up college graduate, <laughs> let's go back into some of the Adrian days. You, um, I'm guessing, I, mean, I know you fished a quite a few tournaments in your four years over there. Yeah, I got lucky. I got to fish pretty much every tournament I could, except for sophomore year, I missed out on a few. <laughs> but uh, aside from you know those three tournament, three or four tournaments, I think I fished every one that I was able to and. Had a blast doing it. Got to fish with some amazing guys from Adrian. You know, I fished with uh, Caleb Taylor when I was a freshman. Then I ended up fishing with Tyler, actually. Tyler Van Brandt the rest of the time. Was he your boat partner then? He was. How do you guys decide boat partners? Um, It ultimately comes down to coach's discretion. That's what I was about to, yeah, about to but, ask. But, you know, you can go to coach's office, have your input. Like, you'd be like, hey, coach, like, I really don't get along with so-and-so, or I really do get along with so-and-so. And, you know, us, me and Tyler being local kids to Adrian in that area and, you know, kind of having the same experience and Tyler being younger and myself being older, you know, it's seemed like a good fit to coach and he put us together and I don't really remember what our first tournament actually was. I remember you guys fishing, uh, you're wearing the shirt right now, but the Carhartt tournament together. Didn't you guys fish that together? Yeah, it might've been, uh, our first tournament might've been on Cherokee. I really don't, oh, it might've been Smith Mountain Lake. One of the two. Either way, we had a good time. We caught fish. Cherokee was a lot more fun. I think after day two, we were in like 17th out of like 300-something boats. Dang. Like out of like the slowest. We were out of the Ranger RT-178, the little aluminum guy with like a 60 you horsepower. You guys had an aluminum boat? And we were kicking you, ass out of it, Do you still have too. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So Dude, is that like the short straw to get that boat? No, me and Tyler, I'm pretty sure we were we requested it for one tournament. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's a little aluminum rig. You can sneak into places like you're discreet. It doesn't say Adrian College and big stickers on the sides. So wait, so people even, drive right um, past you and don't think twice about it. So even in like high, our college tournaments, people like will stop at your boat and fish there with you. I mean, there's been a time or two where people have seen. Adrian College and slowed down to look. like locals or, or tournament guys. Tournament guys, really? Yeah, I mean they're jokes, dude. Is really what it boils down to. <laughs> they're jokes. There's one time it was on Cherokee Lake. We were we kind of had some stuff dialed in a little bit. End of one of the days of practice, we got off on a big rock hump without fish on it, and I don't remember if we dropped a marker buoy or not, but we were throwing deep diving crankbaits on a long soft rod, and as people would drive by, we'd load the rod up. Get them to think like we were reeling on a fish, and you'd be shocked how many people slowed down and were just hawking hard, just looking. They're like, "What? Oh my just gosh!" Putting a waypoint on their craft. Yeah, dude. It was, I mean, like, obviously we weren't catching nothing there. There was hey, no it's fish all mental. there, but it's all mental. You got to do. Uh, it just hey. goes to show. Like, I mean, technically, cow. it's not cheating, but like the saying goes, "If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying." Well, we weren't even cheating, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. But like, it's kind of, it kind of, I feel like it fits with that saying a little bit. It does. It does. It's just outsmarting. Outsmarting. You know, a little bit of some. I don't know what you'd call it, psychology or whatever. So did you ever, like, place podium on any tournaments? Do they have podiums? You know, we never uh, we never won anything. Um, we see. made a day three for Bassmaster, which is, you know, pretty big in itself, I guess, for college. Like, the cap now is, like, 250, I think, for boats to make the day three. Now you got to be, like, top 12, but back then it was top 20 or 30 or something like that. Gotcha. So I mean, you were still top three, though, so I don't think it really mattered too much. Top 30, not no, top you, three. Oh, you said you were top 30? Yeah. I oh, thought you said top three. Okay, no, no, I never did that good. I mean, like, we were we were like the consistent team. We were like... Consistently uh, above average. Yeah, we were. I guess you could say that, yeah. We were like <laughs> the 20th percentile type of thing, like every time, basically. Like, we never won. We'd make a cut, but... That was about all we did, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we we weren't that fantastic. We did all right. We we followed fish, but it it was a good time more than anything really. Like we got to we came so close a few times, I'll tell you that much. Smith Mountain Lake especially. And I know Tyler just came real close there again, but gosh, if I at that lake, man, we got hosed over a couple times in that tournament. Where's that lake at? Virginia. Virginia. On a Roanoke River. What's your favorite state to fish? Michigan. He's down. Like, really? Like, okay, not just because it's your home state, but, like... Ah, uh, I mean, New York's pretty cool, too, but, like... What's that? St. Lawrence River, right? That's New York, yeah. That's probably my favorite river to fish, yeah. Is, like, I know, I always hear so much hype about St. Lawrence. Is it is it worth the hype, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yep. Like, <laughs> I think the first day of practice, we didn't catch a fish. Like, we didn't stick that many, granted, but, like, we didn't really see any or, or stick any under four pounds. I mean, we just kind of zipped around and found fish on beds, and we actually, we caught the tournament. We didn't do so hot. We finished, like, 40-something. They're, like, 250 boats, and we had, like, 41 pounds, 40, a low 40 pounds, and we were in, like, 42nd place for two days. 47 pounds and 40 seconds. Like place. low 40, like a 41 or 42 pounds. And then we were in like 42nd or play. Like uh, it was crazy. It was ridiculous. Because I know when Shane Nelson was on and yeah, he was he talking about Lawrence. Third or second, I think. When he was talking about St. Lawrence. He said he had a 25 pound bag, I believe. I could be wrong. Yeah, something like and that. And then he still was, then he like, they want to go practice for the rest of the day. They thought they'd be golden. Then he was in like yeah. 17th or something. Yep. That's how that, fl- we caught 23 pounds the first day and we were like, 20 something place. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. So like, I guess that, ridiculous. I mean, the numbers I prove that that river's great. Yeah. I mean, you look at like the average size of the fish there. It's just another thing is they don't see the pressure. There's not, I feel like river fish, no matter where you're at, river fish don't feel pressure because they're always moving. Well, or am I wrong? Or am I wrong? I would disagree with that. I mean, they're not always moving. If anything, they're, lake fish move more really yeah the if you look at like the the fish the schools of fish on lake st Clair compared this is an example compared to like detroit river st Clair river the river fish are more stationary only because there's only certain areas that those fish can live you know the 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 current positions them it, it only allow like there's only certain places that's suitable for them to sit and stay stationary you know, they can't just go and swim 100 yards this way and hang out and then swim 100 yards that way and hang gotcha. out. Gotcha. That makes a lot more sense. Just because of the current. Yeah, I never Whereas thought Whereas on the lake, there's a lot less current. They have, you know, free range of whatever depth zone they want or whatever, you know, suspended zone they want. They can zoom over to different weed beds or rock piles or whatever. On a river, they find a weed break that creates a current break and... They're happy campers. They're there. You that know. makes a lot. I never really thought about that. Dang, that makes a lot more sense, though. Yeah. So those those fish. I mean, when we were at the St. Lawrence, they were spawning. So it was like it was hot. I think we caught one fish four times in a row on the same <laughs> bait. You know, in practice, just dumb. Like it was a little. It was a little four pounder. You know. But yeah, this spawning and hot and heavy on the bait fish on the on the you know the tactics or whatever you guys were doing doing right. I guess. Yeah, Tyler. My big thing. <laughs> I I used to give Tyler heat for this too. He would tie something on that I wouldn't like, and you know I would just. It, so, it sounds like anybody fishing. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like Tyler, that ain't gonna work. Like, dude, that that's a piece of shit. Like, don't be doing that. Like, no, like you can't tie that on. I'd be like Tyler, do not tie that on. He'd be like, I'm tying it on. I'm gonna catch one on just to prove you wrong. I'd be like Tyler, dude, you're like that's stupid, dude. And like we'd get in a little argument over it. Sure, shit, we roll up on these two fish betting. In this current area, and I'm like, oh, those don't look that big. Like, I don't know if we should waste time. And Tyler's like, no, no, like, let's roll back to him. Let's go get him. And I was like, I don't know, man. And he's like, no, let's go do it. Let's go do it. So I was like, all right. Like, I feel like this is against my better judgment, Tyler, but you know what? We're going to do it. Playing devil's advocate. You know, so yeah, you know, I'm talking crap. And we roll up to him, and he ties on. It was. I was calling it a walking bug. I don't know what it was like. A little Z-Man crabby little round. It was Z-Man crustacean. I think is what it's called. Look it up. <laughs> it's like a little mini crab. It's like a little circle with a couple little legs. Throws it on a net rig, and I'm like Tyler, you're not allowed to throw. Like these fish are gonna get smart. You throw you're that in there. Allowed. We're not catching them. They're you're gonna see that and they're gonna be like, that. we ain't biting these ding dongs lures. Throws it in there. Sticks a six one. Oh my god. <laughs> And I was just talking crap about it the whole time, and he throws it in there right away and catches it. He like first cast is like, oh, missed him. Second cast, I think he missed it again. Third cast, stuck it, and I was like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, what? You just caught this fish on a crustacean? On a, on a walking bug? I call them <laughs> oh, walking, walking bugs. Bug? Yeah, because they look like crap. He, he said after that, he's like, well, think about it, Ben. It's just like a, it's like a little bug just walking across the bottom, walking right across their bed. I'm like, oh, it's a little walking bug. That's what it is. But yeah, Z-Man crustacean. Dang. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I he had a good mind on it. If you think about it, a bug might walk across the bed. <laughs> but, dude, if you saw this bait, I'm telling you right now, 
It looks like a turd. It's like the size of a quarter, maybe a bit bigger, with a couple little legs. You put it on a Ned rig? Yeah, you put it on a Ned rig, dude. And it's like a six so was one. It, was it flat? It's a it's a relatively so was flat it like bait. the Ned rig base is like you, you guys can't see this on your radio or whatever you're listening on, but like the Ned rig base is right here, and then the hook comes up. So it was just. It was like, or was he put it sideways? Sideways, gotcha. correct. Okay. Yeah, it was like it. The way he rigged it made sense. Like he's not he he rigs things well. I mean, he's not dumb. Yeah, yeah, he's not dumb at all. He's way smarter than I am. <laughs> <laughs> but the bait, I was like, dude, no, like, do not throw that, Tyler. Like, you're not like sit down. You're not throwing that. No. And then he catches a six one. And I was like, damn, I'll be quiet now. Right, I'm dude. gonna go sit down. The funny thing was when I netted that fish, my cell phone was in the net. And it got fried, dude. That you lose so many cell phones. I, I don't know. I don't know how don't you know. lose. Well, that's so the way you know. When your partner catches a six pounder, you panic and grab the net. <laughs> <laughs> your cell phone's that's just how in it there. is. <laughs> Moving on from some of your Adrian tournament days, you probably have you know stories out the end that's just going to take up too much time. Um, I know you co-angled for at a couple of tournaments, not for people, but I had a couple of tournaments. How was how's that a whole experience for you? That was great. Um, I did that a, a lot when I was younger. Uh, like how I, old? Oh man, seven, uh, sixteen to eighteen. So not terribly young. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But you know, the cool thing was I just got to see different people's styles. You know, fishing with all sorts of different people. You know, behind them, I got to just see how uh, everybody approached each situation, and that was just great. When I was just learning the sport, you know, trying to understand fish, I got to see how. This person did it, and I got to see how that person did it. You know, I got to figure out what worked for me doing that. Um, had some really good boaters and some really poor boaters, but, you know, the best stories are always with the really great boaters. So who are some of, like, um, can you name drop anybody that you've co-angled with? Ah, man, I don't know if I should name. I actually, you know, I'll do it. Probably my favorite. Um, I don't know where he's at or what he's doing right now. He was an older fella. His name was... Randall Savage. Randy Savage. Ah, oh, you just sent us your weigh-in ticket with yeah, Randy Savage. Yeah, I just, I literally was cleaning out my old Jeep to sell, and I found in, like, the glove box a weigh-in receipt from 2015, and it said, Day 2 Partner, Randy Savage, and it gave me his phone number, and I was like, man, that's that man was the reason I cashed a check that tournament. And the story behind that tournament, it was... uh Bass Nation State Championship in 2015 on the St. Mary's River. I got to go there as a co-angler through my club at the time. And we get up there for a week, we pre-fished. And pre-fishing was phenomenal. I mean, I caught an absolute giant smallmouth on the topwater. Were you the co-angler or the angler? I was a co-angler. Okay. And so practice... As a, as I, a, uh, sorry, I, I don't yeah, know about yeah, this, yeah. but um, as a co-angler, do you also get part of the check? Yeah, so no, as a co-angler, like, you're weighing your... So in this tournament, this is what's called... Oh, no, this tournament was not Pro-Am style. So this tournament, the boater catches his five, and the co-angler catches his five, and you, you're you not a team. You're weighing your fish against gotcha. each other. Okay. Most co-angler and boater tournaments, like, ran in that style are what's called Pro-Am, where the boater would, say, catch five fish for their limit and a co-angler would bring in three. Boaters weigh in their five against other boaters. Co-anglers only weigh in their fish against co-anglers. So you have a first place for boaters and a first place for co-anglers. This tournament was ran differently. We were Michigan was the last state to turn to Pro-Am style. I don't know what their old style was called, but everybody caught five. Everybody weighed their fish against each other, co-anglers and pros. Co-anglers got half the day on front of the trolling motor and got to choose what spots they went to. Another half of the day was for the boater. So day one, I drew an older guy with a smaller Triton who didn't want to run to my waypoints way far away, which was fine. I caught a bunch of fish on his spot. With He did too. We did great. I had 12 pounds for four fish the first day. Dang, that's not bad. That's not a which, bad bag. I mean, well... It was considering the conditions, like the the condi- like it, the winds one eighty on a on a big current driven spot, and the fish just kind of shut off. So it was you know it was a grind, but you know that had me sitting in fourth place out of 
I don't know, 70 or 80 boats or whatever. And then the second day I drew Randy Savage. And this guy, he was on fish we had found down by Drummond Island. Now, they were big smallmouths down there, like five-plus pounders chilling down there, giants. And they were dumb. They'd muck a spinnerbait. They'd eat a tube, whatever you threw across the point off an island. You know, you'd catch a big one. First off, I got to say, when you draw a name like Randall Savage, yeah, I know. you know that's, you're going to have a good day. That's what I said. I was like, man, Randy Savage, like this dude's, a, he's got to be sweet. So he's a big, tall guy. Like <laughs> uh, He ran a champion. So that's how I knew. I think it was, I don't remember what model it was, but it was a big champion. He had a nice, he had a, a older uh, motor guide trolling motor. And after I called him up on the phone, he was like, look, I've got this going down, down by Drummond. It was like a 40 some odd mile run. 40 mile run? Uh, approximately. Yeah. It was a long ways. Yeah. Dang. And Dang. he's like, we can go down and do that. Like, I can't guarantee anything. I didn't catch fish. He was sitting in like 50 or 60th place. I was sitting in fourth. He's like, we can do what you want to do all day. It sounds like you got something figured out. I was like, yeah, well, we'll figure it out in the morning. So I slept on it, met up with him. And, you know, I didn't really have a good cell phone at the time. So what I did was I wrote all my waypoints down on a piece of paper. And that's, <laughs> I was carrying around in my pocket. <laughs> and I, I would just plug him into my boaters. You know, that's how I did it as a co-angler back in the day. I'd write all my waypoints down from practice, and I'd plug them into their graph. And at the end of the day, I'd delete them. Get to Randy Savage's boat in the morning. I'm like, what's up? Like, hey, like, let's just run my stuff. It's fairly close by. There should be some barge traffic. The fish will be biting. Throw my waypoints in his boat. Get to the first spot. He's like, hey, man, like, I get it. You're a kid. This is your first state championship. Obviously, you've never made a state team. He goes, I've made the state team before. I've done it. I don't got a, a, a snowball's chance in the hell of making it right now. I'm in 60th place. You're in fourth. Why don't you just run the front of the boat all day? Like, it's all good. Like, I'm going to do what I can to get you on a state team this year. And I was like, damn. Like, that's a that's a good guy right there. Yeah. So, I mean, he set me up. Like, we went to all our fish. And then the last, like, 10 minutes of the tournament, I fished a random new piece of, of structure and caught a four-plus pounder and weighed it in. And he's like, after I weighed in, he pulled me aside. He's like, look, Ben, the only thing I ask you do is if you're ever in my shoes for a young guy like you and you're my age, just do what I did and help the young kid out i was like wow so a pretty influential guy yeah you're tearing up up over there (laughs) (laughs) i haven't seen him since but like that stuck with me big because you know he i cashed like a thousand eleven or eleven hundred thousand dollar check that tournament and you know i got to go down to gunnersville fishery so you made the state team or whatever yeah you know it was just i was i ended up placing fifth in that tournament and got to travel with the state team and fish Gunnersville and meet some awesome people that I still am in contact with. And really it was all because of him. You know, he could have said, no, we're running down to Drummond and half your run time is going to, or half your fishing time is going to be spent running. And yeah, he's just trying host. to get himself in a good place. Yeah. So he was a good dude about it. And oh, for sounds like a great dude. Sounds like a great, oh, yeah. especially like a younger guy like you at the time. You know, it was you my first state you tournament. You couldn't have asked for a better partner the second day. No, I re- it really set up well, and he knew his stuff. He was a good fisherman. He he wasn't much of a river rat like I was, and I I think I actually taught him a thing or two about fishing current and showed him how to catch some a little group of fish in current, you know, with drifting tubes. He didn't really – he understood current, but he didn't know, you know, like letting your tube swing with the current type of thing, like gotcha. letting it wash type of deal, but – I feel like now in our generation, it's so easy to learn new tactics with like YouTube, social media, and everything. Yeah. So guys back in their day literally just have to either yeah fish figure with someone else or figure it out. Yeah. See, there's it's it's a double edged sword. You know, at, at the same time, it's you can see all these things, and it can you you can trick yourself into thinking you know them. Mm-hmm. Until you're presented in a situation that you've seen on YouTube or but you've, then you've read about, never used it in the actual situation, and then in. you've never, you know, done it. You've never seen it. You won't even recognize it, and you won't even, you know, know to adjust how yeah. you've already learned. You oh, know? there's definitely a difference between seeing it on YouTube and then seeing it on YouTube, being like, "Wow, that could come in handy." Practicing it, building your confidence, and yeah. then taking it to a tournament. Yeah, because there, there's so many people. Like I would see it when I worked at Cabell's all the time. That were just... you worked with Kyle, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I worked at Cabell's for a little over three years. Yeah, and you'd see all sorts of people come in that 
you know, the patch pirates, the YouTube fishermen, they'd come in and they think they just knew it all. And there were younger kids that just haven't, they would, you know, come in talking to talk, but it's like, dude, there's no way you've, you know, you've been able to, you know, punch grass like this and catch fish. Like you can barely talk about it. And you're trying to tell me you've caught seven, eight pounders out of grass mats doing that. Like what? And why you know, aren't you so, on the state team right now? Why, why are you here? Yeah, Cabela's? like, I mean, you know, it is what it is, but. That teach their That's own. a double-edged we've sword. All, we've all been a young kid doing nothing, that before. Nothing beats time on the water, though. Oh, like, watch, nothing Watch YouTube, read in Fisherman, whatever it is you're reading, but nothing beats time on the water. It's like, as soon as I started fishing with Malachi and all those guys, meeting up with um, Jared and Tyler and everything, I learned so much more from fishing with those guys than I yeah. ever could have watched you know, YouTube. That's how I was with Coingly, too, just getting to you know fish, share the boat with someone else each week you know a different person each week it's just everything skyrocketed for me it was phenomenal really well so you had a pretty good experience over in your time doing co-angling and everything yeah i've been really lucky there's been very few people that i've disagreed with in the boat i've had good people on st Clair, good people on detroit river pretty much good boaters everywhere my first tournament i co-angled was with a guy (laughs) he his name's Craig. I love Craig. <laughs> to this day, I still love Craig. He's one of, I mean, he's super influential in my fishing career. <laughs> and he, uh, I swear to God, I watched this dude catch 25 pounds in five minutes or less of largemouth, throwing a chatterbait and a spinnerbait too. I love chatterbaits. Yeah, this guy, he's a chatterbait guru. Like, I, that's my number one confidence bait, and I guarantee he'd kick my butt throwing one any day. And that was my first time tournament fish. My very first tournament ever was with him. And he just whacked on these fish. I was like, netting them. He'd weigh it. It was a paper tournament. Release it, measure it, release it, whatever. After about the sixth fish, he looks at me. He's like, Ben, this is not how normal tournaments go. Like, don't ever expect to see this again. Turns around, <laughs> catches another like four plus pounder. I was like, "Dude, never see, it, never see this again." Yeah, right, watch was, me do this. He's again. like Ben. Like this is not how normal tournaments go. Like you'll probably never see this again. Turns around, whips his bait out there. Big one. I was like, "What the hell, Craig? Like, come on, man. <laughs> You're lying to me now. You're lying. You, you Dude, don't want me to use a chatterbait, don't he you?" He won that tournament. It was measured in inches, and I'm pretty sure he had over a hundred inches of bass. Oh my. Okay, so what do you like for more? five? What do you like more, the five fish limit or like the FLW style where it's total weight? Like total weight, no matter how many fish you catch, minimum weight like a pound. Well, that's like the MLF style. Is it oh, MLF? Not yeah. FLW. Well, I don't know. I. It's tough to say. It is. It it would be fun to fish MLF style events, you know, just going out there and whacking on bass, not trying to milk a some, you know, not necessarily trying to catch big fish, but at the same time, like I do have respect for guys that will go out and grind it out for five or six or seven bites a day, but catch hogs. Oh no, I agree with you a hundred percent. So, but like from a from a viewer standpoint, you're sitting there watching on TV. Would you rather watch a guy like you know Man. flip the same spot thirty times or watch him catch thirty fish in like you know thirty minutes? It's tough. It's still tough to say because like you know watching Edward Ed, Edwin Evers on the Mississippi, watching him catch all those fish that he caught, like that was sick. Like it doesn't get better than that. Like the guy weighing him couldn't keep up with him. Like yeah, that was awesome to watch. Can't make better TV. But like there's other times where it's like, all right, these dudes are just whacking on like just these whacking one pounds after another and you're like, Come Yeah, on, catch a bigger fish. You know, it's yeah. cool, but like it seems so edited and so processed, it just doesn't seem right. And then you go and watch Bassmaster Live and you watch Seth Fighter whack fifteen pounds in like fifteen minutes or whatever it was on St. Clair on a crankbait or whatever, and you're just like, That was sick. Then you proceed to watch him catch even bigger fish and you're like, Oh man, or you know, watching him on Malax on live, I'll never forget that. Watching him use his electronics and catch those giant smallmouths, fishing the same rock for like ten minutes straight, basically, and then just seeing him a there, six pounder, knowing he's there, and then just keep hammering it, hammering it, dude, hammering not moving. It. Yeah, like, I drop like, the poles, yeah. put it in spot lock, get like, that that's fish. That's cool as well. So I don't, I still don't know which one's more fun to watch. I enjoy watching them both. See, I'm never, glad I've, there's two different styles. I've only watched the... So what do you call it when it's the five fish? Do you just call it five fish, or do, is there a different name for either of them? That's just like a standard like, weigh-in tournament. So the way I've 
I've watched Wayne Termans live on TV yeah. and not live on TV back in, you know, a couple of years ago, like when I was a kid. Yeah, you'd see him on like ESPN2 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then I just started seeing the, you know, the you know, unlimited fish weight kind of class. I don't know what you even call that. Yeah. Um, with like Jacob Wheeler, Dustin Connell, you know, those guys. Yep. And that's been so fun for me to watch on YouTube now. But if that was back then when I was watching it on like ESPN with the live commentary, it's yeah. not some guy filming on a GoPro. Right. I yeah, I agree with you. I don't know which which one I would like more. Yeah, they're both. I'm glad there's. I'm glad there's two different styles. It just makes it that much more entertaining. Yeah, you get me, to watch different stuff. You know. Yeah, exactly. It's another cool way of watching fish get caught. I don't really care. It's fun <laughs> to watch. So I mean, moving off the co-angling, I guess. Um, again, I know you love ice fishing. Oh yeah. I know you love to talk about ice fishing. Yeah. I'll give you oh, your little yeah. I'll give you your little go with ice fishing right now. What do you <laughs> want to say? Go. What do you want to say that's about ice fishing? A little, that's Dude, a big go here. I'll give you a like, big go. How about just, that? I, I love I love a full scent. <laughs> it's just like Malachi. Malachi loves ice fishing. He man. knows what's good. He's a real man. You know, <laughs> ice fishing it ain't for it, it's for the real man. Hey, you heard it here first. If you don't ice fish, you're not a man. That's exa- well, you're not a real <laughs> man. <laughs> All right, here's your here's your full scent. So there Man, I don't even know what time of year it was. It was, it was winter. I, it was late winter, is what it was, and like the week before, my good, good, good buddy Brandon Bissell, he lived in the UP. He just moved there like two weeks prior to this trip. A week after he'd been there, him and some of his buddies went out on Lake Superior on some bay, and just hammered the snot out of these out of these uh, lake trout. Actually, Brandon wasn't even a part of that group. It was just some up. Some mutual friends through Brandon. We were all on his wedding, and the other groomsmen were out there just whacking on these lake trout, like catching the crap out of them, catching brown trout, splake, lake trout, hammering fish. I was like, oh my God, I got to get a part of that. Like, I got to do that. Two weeks later, I'm driving six hours plus to the UP, ready to go whack on some fish. Had no idea what I was getting myself into. I get there, Brandon's still at work. I got there. Thursday or Friday, I really don't know. I think I got there Friday. And I did get there Friday. Get there Friday, pull up on this bay, parking like some dude's front lawn. He said it was cool to park and I had It's no like when idea. we went to the mall, me and we just walked around the guy. Basically, backyard. but it's like in the middle of the woods and the UP. I had no cell service. I was like, well, I can't call Brandon to see if this is right. Walk out onto the lake. I'm just spudding, spudding, spudding out into the middle of Lake Superior in this bay. Get out there, and I'm like, I had no idea what I was. I was like, well, trout like deep water, so I'll go find the deepest water. Drilling in like 70 foot of water, you know, deep. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And I, Brandon, I got service way out there, right? And Brandon's like, hey, I'm on my way. I was like, all right, I'll start making my way back. I get back in, and I'm looking at like these contour lines right along this point. I'm like, I'll go fish around there. I get in like 30-something, 30 foot of water maybe. And I was using a Seabow Vibrato, which is like the best one of the best lake trout jigging lures in my opinion there is i just didn't use it till this trip so i don't have much experience using it but it was killer absolutely nuts to watch these fish react to it throw it down there i'm like ripping it hard you know big three foot rips i got two marks on the screen i'm like oh my god fish rip it as hard as i can top mark comes shooting up like 10 foot off the bottoms where my bait's at comes shooting up and i just start reeling my bait Steady, fast retrieve. Just like if you were to cast your bait out and reel it in, but straight down. So you're just, re- you're just reeling it right Start up. Start reeling up. it up. And this fish just comes up and eats it as I'm reeling it up, like almost as fast as I can, steadily. Just bzzz, caught my first lake trout ever. And I was like, oh, I was so jacked. Lake trout get big. It was a little one. It was okay. only like, you know, 24 inches or whatever. A good, a solid little you fish. You said a little you know? one. That's 24 inches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Keep fishing, didn't catch nothing. We were going to go burbot fishing. So I had got a whole Here's container. Here's burbot fishing. This dude. Oh, my gosh. I got a whole container of lake shiners. That's to call them up there, but they're emerald shiners. Whole container of big old emerald shiners. And I had bought two jigs at this bait shop, and they were both ounce glow-in-the-dark with like a 4 out giant freaking heavy-duty hook, like a big old hook. I was like, all right, these look sweet. I'm going to buy them for Lake Charm. I'm going to catch a giant. And we start burbot fishing, and Brandon, my buddy, he's done it before. He knows what to do. He's got these little, uh, not little, they're pretty big, these buckshot rattle spoons, like the biggest size and the size down is what I was using. 
And we'd get them to come in on a, gra- on a Vexlar way, way deep down on the bottom. Slowly would come up and they'd go right back down. And I was like, dude, I just read an article, Brandon, that like when this guide, this Burbit guide sees this, like he uses a bulldog pounder, like a pound of musky bait and pounds the bottom and catches them doing that. And like he finds these fish with a downrigger cannonball beating the bottom with it. They come right to it. You pound something on the bottom that pound smack in the bottom just draws them right in. I was like, I'm going to tie this big jig on with four minnows. See, see what, what happens. happens. Yeah, see what happens. Dude. Kid you not throw it down there? Brandon's like, that ain't going to work. I had straight braid. Just like when you told Tyler the little little critter wasn't going to work. Exactly. The little walking bug. <laughs> same type, same scenario. And I'm sitting there, straight braid, just toot, 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 toot. Didn't even see the mark. Just pounding bottom just like that. Just get wrecked. Poop. Like a bass hook set, dude, with a freaking punching a mat or flipping something, dude. Just whack it. Crank up. Biggest bird I've ever caught. I was like, oh, my God. And I proceeded to whole hop without a, without a flasher in like 30 or 40 foot of water. I don't know how deep we were. Just pounding bottom like that. And they would come in and just like absolutely destroy your jig. I mean, you didn't even need minnows on it, dude. Like they would just come in and just smack it as hard as they like the bite. You'd be sitting there bottom, 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 bottom. And then as soon as you lift it off bottom, it'd be like, boom, and your whole Line would just go slack, and you just reel down and boom, just hammer them. Insane bite, absolutely crazy. Heavy rod, heavy braid, big jig, giant hook, four metals on it, catching these giant burbits. I see. I'll humble myself right now and say I don't even know what a burbit is. There, I've never caught one until you know the winter, a couple months before that. That winter, it's it's like a, it kind of looks like an eel. Okay. Another name they have is an eel pout. Like a, what about like a snakehead? Kind of similar. It looks similar to that, but they don't have scales. Okay. Um, it's like a freshwater cod. Okay. They're okay. Uh, supposedly really good tasting. I tried them. They're all right. I think they're a little bit hyped up, but um, yeah, they get big and they're dumb, and they come in and just muck and they fight like crazy. Honestly, extremely underrated game fish. They're gaining a lot of popularity right now. It's kind of something I've noticed. But the way you catch them is just absolutely insane. It's at night. They really only bite at night. You pound the bottom with a big, heavy weight. At least that's how I've been doing it. And they come in and just crush your bait. It's insane. And you can whack them straight braid, heavy rod, and just reef them in. And they fight, too. Like, it is a good fight. Brandon uses buckshot rattlespoon, and he has really good success with that, too. But Dude, I, I got to get out to one of these big lakes. I've never, dude, so I've only ice fished dumb. on like inland lakes, like Hudson or Devils or wherever. And like, you know, we catch yeah. the little guys, but man, oh, yeah. going to like Superior for the lake trout. Oh, I, man. I used to watch on YouTube all the time, dude. It looks it's like dumb. a dream. Is the ice super clear on Superior, right? The ice is, I mean, the ice is, I've seen clear ice everywhere, really. It's all about how it freezes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like the one bay we were trout fishing on, uh, the ice really wasn't that clear. The water was clear, but the ice was just bubbly. It froze like junk. I mean, froze, snowed, then froze. It well, it there wasn't enough. It didn't stay around long enough to get snow on it because it would constantly blow out and blow back. Gotcha. So it would, when it would blow out, and then it would just turn to a bunch of chunks, and it would get blown back. It would just look like a giant scrambled up puzzle that stuck together. So like <laughs> someone got bored putting that puzzle together, glued it all together. Yeah, it was really sketchy ice. And actually the first fish we caught this morning it was the last morning of that trip. First fish we caught, I was reeling it in. It was a ginormous seaferell and brown trout. Giant seafer, a big old silver brown trout, reeling it in. It was pushing thirty inches. Huge. Fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. And to get to the spot, we had to cross a few small cracks. No big deal. We're like the farthest people out in this bay fishing. We're probably 30, 40 yards from, you know, essentially open water, like flow ice. And I'm fighting this fish, and there was like one crack that Brandon said not to cross. 20 yards away, maybe 15 yards away. And, you know, land a fish, take some pictures, release it. And we look up. And that crack 15, 20 yards away is now 30 yards away. <laughs> and there's a huge gap of open Big water. ice drift. And we look at each other and say, oh, shit. So we start boogieing. And we pull up. He pulls up our lines. I gather up all our stuff, throw it on a sled. 
And those cracks we crossed, they're only like four inches wide. They're like six, seven inches wide now. And we're like, dude, we crossed a few cracks, felt safe, set some more lines, and just went to town on the on the brown trout and the splake. And he caught a nice big laker, dude. It was just absolutely set and set lines. These homemade jaw jackers. I mean, it's it's basically like you bend your rod tip over after you set out all your line and put it on like a little hair trigger. So when a fish bites your your hook. It just snaps up, auto hook. Yeah, it sets up, auto sets the hook. You go over and crank the fish in. Like, dude, it was insane. I caught a, I mean, I caught a big old splake, probably like twenty five inch, twenty four inch. And I mean, it was tagged by the DNR. We caught a bunch of other splake, a bunch of other brown tagged fish. Yeah, it's like shooting a banded duck. I, I, I know. I was super fortunate to catch that. (laughs) Like, it was a giant splake too. My biggest splake ever. Like giant for me at least it was like you know over two foot long like, again shit. you know like my minnesota pike you know Basically. 26 inches huge for <laughs> <Yeah>. me <laughs> and uh it was just you know absolutely insane catching all these different species through this water you know 40 foot deep 50 foot 60 70 foot deep even catching the lake trout through the ice i mean he caught a giant white fish i mean it was just we had a couple different master angler catches um we fished over 30 hours within three days Oh my gosh! It was insane. We caught so many fish, so many big fish too. But like I mean, you, you're catching fish like that. How could you not fish that much? I think I caught a PB every day of that trip. Dang! I think the one day I caught a PB twice, a PB splake and a brown trout in the hey, same day. Malachi, if you're uh, if you're listening to this right now, uh, let's plan a trip up to Superior like ASAP. Yeah, the only th- it's I mean, it's just an issue is the ice. It blows in and out. The ice never is just free- inconsistent. It's it one week it's there and it's gone and then it's back and then it's gone and it's it's just so incon like well you hear about the stories about people that have to get the their whole ice chunk towed back to to shore well they don't even get it towed back to shore they get rescued by a helicopter really yeah and they have to leave all their stuff out that's scary yeah that's sketchy so like you know you gotta you gotta really look at the weather you gotta look at you know, every, like literally everything. The currents change and blow ice. The wind blows ice. The sun will melt ice. Melt ice, yeah. I mean, it's like that is a totally different animal. That was like a the trip we had, and that that like two week time span is like a once in four or five years type of thing. Dang, that's how rarely that can happen. But hey, you lucked out. I know, and I'd <laughs> rather be lucky than good, especially with something like that. Oh, always you know? lucky than good. I was, yeah. I got to go with my buddy Brandon, who'd done it plenty of times, and he knew his stuff, and he was kind of my guide for the weekend, you know. And I was just like, "Yeah, dude, take me to the fish." You know, I'll, I'll, I'll set the hook and reel them in, but everything else <laughs> is on you. You know, it's kind of cool because normally I'm the one doing that, chasing walleye or bluegill or crappie, and I was totally out of my element catching, you know, trout and. Splake and whatever Everything else. Everything under the ice. Oh, and salmon. Salmon. Coho's. Keep any salmon? Oh, heck yeah. I think I flayed up four of them in the end. It's always good eating. Dude, they're, I mean, their fillets were literally cherry red. Really? Cherry that's, red. I've never seen anything fish. like it. That's, I've never seen it. That's a good it. fish they right there. so good. Oh my gosh. Phenomenal. And the splake. I haven't eaten the splake yet, but supposedly that's the best freshwater tasting fish next to that coho. What about walleye? I mean, walleye's good fried, but like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, as far as like frying fish, walleye's probably number two or three. How about lake perch? That's number one, yeah. <laughs> All day. It goes lake perch and then bluegill and walleye are tied for second and third. Dang. Well, Ben, um, thanks for coming on again. Appreciate all the stories. Amazing episode. Anything you want to plug, preach about the last couple seconds? You know, I pretty much got nothing. Follow me on my Instagram. Ben underscore Jam and Bears. If you want to see some fishing shenanigans on that, give me a follow. Ton of fishing shenanigans. Well, thanks again, Ben, and we'll catch you all in the next one. See you guys later.